1: Everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's August 5th. It's 2021. We have six baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Ryan Solo today on the smaller slate. Figured I would jump on and that way I could get this thing posted and ready to go for everyone to listen to. Uh, appreciate all the messages over the last couple of days and uh, glad to be back and um, feeling good. So, Six games to talk about here, and uh, this is an interesting slate because we don't have any total under nine. Uh, Pitching is very hit or miss on this one, and um, going to have to make some decisions on who are we going to take some shots on. So we'll be talking about that as we're going through these games and just kind of looking at it overall and looking at what type of matchups we're wanting to target for. Pitching, I mean, there's a ton of hitting spots on this slate, even with only six games. Um, Just overall, I mean, there's plenty of spots to kind of attack. So let's jump in. We start with Seattle at New York. It has a nine and a half total. New York Yankees, a 190 favorite. Tyler Anderson against Nestor Cortez. Um, Tyler Anderson. I mean, this Yankees lineup is just so good now. Tyler Anderson, a really low strikeout guy, 20% on the season. Uh, Throws a lot of strikes, doesn't walk a lot of people. But, I mean, with the additions in this lineup, even like Rizzo, very good against left-handed pitching, lefty-lefty, low strikeout rate. DJ LeMayhew, even though he's not having a a fantastic season against lefties, low strikeout rate, high walk rate. Judge, Stan, obviously these guys have a ton of power against left-handed pitching. Gallo strikes out a, a lot against lefties, but he also has a ton of power against lefties. Sanchez Torres, I mean, there's just not a weak spot in this lineup right now. So I think overall this is a bad spot for Anderson in Yankee Stadium as well. So plenty of spots um, on this slate that we can take shots on. I don't think this is one of them. Cortez on the other side here, he's 7900. He's a big favorite through 79 pitches last time out against Tampa. Um, that's obviously somewhat encouraging. He's a lefty. And I mean, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup and he has a 31% K rate on the season, pretty small sample size, Uh, but he's been really good against righties as well. And they're going to throw quite a bit of righties at him in this lineup. And he's still going to see quite a bit of lefties as well. I think Cortez is one of those guys that you could, you know, roll the dice on. You're kind of going in knowing you're probably going to get 80 pitches max, maybe 85 max. um, If they let him go a little bit further here. I think he's someone that could throw five really strong innings, strike out five to six guys and have a really, you know, just overall good outing. So I think Cortez is in play. Um, it's not like the Seattle lineup is anything to be super worried about. As far as the Seattle bats go, I mean, Mitch Haniger is always someone that's in play against the lefty. Um, really the only guy in this lineup that you're scared of. Um, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Seeger's good. He's Much better against righties than he is against lefties Um, hits the ball up in the air a lot against lefties. But I think overall, I think Kanegar is really the only one that I have somewhat interest in here. And even at 5,200, I I think he's, you know, someone that you could play as a one off to get, you know, different in tournaments. On the the Yankees side, I mean, the whole lineup's in play. Anderson, um, his ground ball rate is is down against righties this season. He's given up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. I mean, you got LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Torres. If you're playing these guys, make sure you throw in some Rizzo and Gallo, uh, even in lefty-lefty matchups. So love the Yankees here. I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate and i think they're going to be uh, pretty popular in this matchup against Tyler Anderson who like i said doesn't really strike people out. Up. up next we got Cleveland at Toronto, 10 and a half total in this one. Toronto's a 190 favorite. We got Tristan McKenzie against Ross Stripling. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, i mean, good strikeout stuff, over 26% to both sides of the plate, but massive fly ball guy doesn't uh, he just doesn't generate a lot of soft contact overall. Hard-to-soft hard contact ratio, almost 30% on the season. Um, so this is a tough one. And it's not like the Blue Jays strike out a lot. Like You're looking at the projected starting lineup here. They're around 21% this season. Um, so I think overall, this is a spot you stay away from, McKenzie. The strikeouts are somewhat appealing, um, but I don't think they're appealing enough. Ross Stripling on the other side of this game. K rate on the season. Again, another guy that gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact, and doesn't generate hardly any soft contact. Um, I mean, this lineup's not great. There's still some good pieces in this lineup, and there's still plenty of power in this lineup. The price tag for Stripling's $8,800. I don't think I end up on Stripling here. I think you could pick on Cleveland when you have pitchers that are worth picking on him, but I don't think this guy pitches deep into the game. As well, And I think that, you know, definitely hurts his overall upside. And he's, you know, he's 8,800 where we were just talking about um, Cortez at 7,900, a little bit cheaper. As far as the Cleveland bats go, I mean, Jose Ramirez and Fran Mel Reyes would be my two favorites here. I don't know if you go a full three man. If you were going to go a three man stack here, I think Bradley at 3K um, kind of eases the price. He has some power. Not a big contact guy, but when he does make contact, it's usually hard contact. So um 43.5% hard contact ratio on the season. As far as Toronto goes, I mean McKenzie, like I said, a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls. Um, I think this is a great spot. This guy's allowed six home runs over his last three starts. He can give up home runs in bunches. Um, so I, I really like the Toronto stack here. They're expensive. But I think they're a really good pivot off the Yankees in this one. So definitely going to be looking at the Toronto bats. Dickerson's nice at 3.2K. If Kirk catches, he's 3.3K, whether it be him or McGuire at 3.1K. So you kind of get a couple cheap bats in here to go along with the stack. Um, But, I mean, with pitching the way that it is on the slate, you you might be able to stack Toronto without any problems here. So we'll see. Up next, we got Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Nine and a half total in this one. Uh, Cincinnati is a 240 favorite. Will Crow against Sonny Gray. Um, I mean, the Cincinnati lineup is obviously not as good um, when it's not fully healthy, but I think Will Crow, you know, this dude has a 5x flip on the season. A lot of hard contact. Struggles with fly balls to lefties. Doesn't have a big strikeout rate and really struggles with command at times, so... I think this is a spot where you're staying away from Will Crow. Um, and then on the other side, I think Sonny Gray is going to be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. Probably one of the quotation marks safer pitchers on this slate. Um, overall, I don't mind Sunny Gray here. 29% K rate on the season, 3.5 X FIP. This lineup has plenty of strikeouts in there with Park and Castro and Hayes and Polanco and Perez if he's in there. So Um, this is not that same pirates lineup that we saw at the beginning of the season where they weren't striking out a ton. So I think this is a good spot for Sonny gray. Uh, It's just more of an ownership thing than anything else. Um, I really don't even know how you create leverage stacking against him. Maybe Castro and park. Reynolds Hayes, I guess. Um, but overall this isn't a spot that I love Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, Reynolds is 4K. He's a good hitter. Hayes is 4.3K. I mean, outside of that, man, Pittsburgh, I mean, if you want to take a shot on Polanco for his power at 2.4K, I mean, you could do a lot worse. Park is 2K um, and should bat leadoff, so maybe take a shot on him if you're not playing Sonny Gray. On the Cincinnati side, I mean, I like Joey Votto a lot in this spot. You know, Early in the season, I was hating on him a lot. I've hated on him for years, um, but he's definitely changed his swing, you know, and I've adjusted to it. Hopefully, you've adjusted to it as well. And, I mean, this guy's just been absolutely crushing the ball. Home runs in seven of his last 10 games. Uh, This is a great spot for him to get back on the home run train going up against Crow. Like Winker as well. Um, I think these guys are really strong. I don't know if I go full five man Cincinnati stack here. More of just how this lineup kind of shapes up. But I think like Nayquin is another guy you could kind of pair with Winker and Vado. Hopefully they don't like hit farmer third. Um, but I, I think this is a good spot to play the lefties. Crow has a much higher fly ball rate against lefties as well. Uh, So I I definitely like Nyquen at 2.8k and Barnhart as a cheap catcher at 2.9k as well. Cruising along here, we have Kansas City going up against Chicago, nine total in this one. White Sox at 200 favorite. We got Daniel Lynch against Dallas Keuchel. Hopefully you guys weren't on the Lucas Giolito. you know, train like I was offense, absolutely crushed and zero points for my pitcher. Never fun. Um, so hopefully you weren't on that same um, bandwagon as me or train. Um, as far as Lynch goes, I mean, this is a guy with a 13% K rate on the season. Um, a lot of promise from this young arm. It's just, it really hasn't transported. Um this team has already lit him up once this season. He allowed eight earned runs in less than an inning against this team. He has been pitching a little bit better, but a couple of those matchups are against Detroit. So I don't think this is a spot. I want to play Lynch. I mean, the White Sox lineup has a lot of righties that they're going to throw at him here, and he's been a lot worse against righties than he has against lefties. So Dallas Keuchel on the other side, I definitely want to see what Keuchel's ownership looks like. You know, I think Keiko is a guy that on this slate that could potentially get 15, which wouldn't necessarily kill you. Uh, but I also could see him just, you know, being someone that doesn't really do anything. You know, they're potentially going to throw nine righties at him here. Um, so I'm on the fence on Dallas Keichel. His strikeout rate is so low uh, against right-handed hitters that if he is getting... Any kind of ownership on the slate, um, I'm definitely out as far as the Kansas City bats go. I mean, you can always play Salvador Perez, you know, the like one bat in this lineup that you could feel decently good about whit Merrifield's 4.2k. Um, and then if you want to, I mean, make it a three man, it's probably Dozier Rivera, they're both third base eligible on DraftKings, they're both under 3k. Those, I think, would be the two guys that I'd be looking at here for Kansas City if I was going to make it a three man with Perez and Whit Merrifield. On the White Sox side of things, I definitely think the stacks in play here. Anderson, Hernandez, Abreu, Jimenez, Angle, Vaughn um, would be my favorites. I mean, Vaughn, very underrated power against left handed pitching. And, um, We'll kind of, and if he bats towards the bottom of the order, I don't think he'll get a ton of ownership here, but he's 2.9 K. We have so many cheap outfielders um, and bats just in general already on the slate. So I don't think he'll get a ton of ownership. Definitely like, and think the white Sox stack is in play on the smaller slate, Minnesota at Houston, 10 total. Houston's a two forty favorite Griffin Jacks against Frambo Valdez. Um, I mean, Griffin Jacks, I uh, just, you know, really just going to try to get some arms here. Um, going to probably try to get four or five innings out of him most starts here uh, down the stretch, get him some experience. I don't think this is a spot you can play him against Houston. You know, his xFIP's really, really high. He really hasn't had that like big strikeout stuff yet. Don't think he's major league ready, but also think that like it's not a bad idea for Minnesota, who's just kind of shipped this season, to give him some give him some love here. Um, on the other side, Valdez ninety nine hundred big favorite here at minus two forty. Tie Sunny Gray for the biggest uh, favorite on the slate. I think overall, um, Valdez is okay. It's more of just a price thing for me, but again, we've talked about you know, so many cheap bats in the slate that, you know, with Cruz not in this lineup anymore and you're really just kind of worried about like Donald Donaldson and Garver. Um, And I mean, this guy just generates so many ground balls that if they leave like Kepler and Larnick in there, you know, you're getting a bonus couple lefties in here and his strikeout rates much higher against lefties and just doesn't give up any power whatsoever. His hit distance is like 65 feet against left-handed hitters this season. So I think Valdez is in play. I don't think he has like this massive ceiling, but I do think on this slate with six pitch or six games and pitching options so limited that, you know, it's just someone that I'm not, I'm not going to like pass on. So uh, as far as the Minnesota bats go, if you're not playing Valdez, I mean, he just generates so many ground balls. Um, Donaldson's a big time ground ball guy. Garver would probably be my only, guy that I'm interested in here from Minnesota because he is such a massive fly ball hitter. And then on the Houston side of things, it'll be really interesting to see what their ownership is compared to like the Yankees and the blue Jays, um, maybe even the reds. So, I mean, Altuve, Brantley, Alvarez, Tucker, Correa, Gary All these guys are in play. Uh, we'll have to see if Gary is in the lineup. He's dealing with a neck injury right now. And I should have mentioned like Donaldson still hasn't returned to the lineup. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. That lineup could be even worse. Um, So I think Houston very fairly priced here. Alvarez 4.6 K love that price tag. Tucker 3.8 Brantley's 3.1. Again, there's just so many cheap bats on the slate. Like Houston has a stack is like a a cheapy stack and they should never be a cheapy stack. We finish out with Atlanta at St. Louis. It has a nine and a half total. It's a pick'em game. It's Tukey Toussaint against Wade LeBlanc. I don't understand this line. I actually really like Tukey Toussaint here. This guy has a ton of talent. Um, I've talked about him for years. Got absolutely blown up last time out by the Brewers. Could easily happen again, but I'm going to play the talent here at 7,400 going up against the St. Louis team. They don't strike out a ton, but it's not like they have a ton of power hitters. I mean, you know, Goldschmidt, Arnato and oneill very good power there, but the rest of the lineup, not very strong as far as power goes. So I think Tuki Tassant has a ton of upside. And I mean, on a six-game slate, I'm just willing to roll the dice. And I again, I think this line is really off. I don't think this should be a pick'em game. Uh, as far as Wade LeBlanc goes, I mean, he's a 14% K-rate guy. This lineup, you know, Duvall is in there now as well. Solaire, you, you just, you kind of just don't like Wade LeBlanc here at all. And you really like the Braves. And again, that's where I'm like, why is this a pick game? So uh, as far as the Braves go, Ozzie is always good against lefties. Really like the price on Duvall and Solaire. If you're playing these guys, I would definitely get exposure to Freeman, even in a lefty-lefty, and then Riley as well. Um, so Braves, another stack that I think you could look at here. Um, if I were ranking them today, I I still think I'd rank Toronto first just because of the overall ceiling of like the home run-up side. And then I'd probably go Yankees, Reds, Braves, White Sox Astros, um, at first glance, I mean, that could easily change by lock, but I mean, that's just kind of where I would rank them today. Uh, as far as the St. Louis bats go, I mean, if Tuki key going to get some ownership, I definitely don't mind that three man of Goldschmidt, Arnauto and O'Neal. Um, I mean, he does give up a lot of hard contacts, so I would definitely be targeting the power bats in this lineup. Uh, let's play the morning grind game and then, uh, we'll get out of here. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate you listening. Um, over there on iTunes, you always can rate us. Always appreciate that as well. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, um, I'm going to go Tukey Tassan. Just got them talking about him. Really like this spot for him. Um, over 8K to go under 15. Give me McKenzie. Over 4K to hit a home run. I mean... It should be a Toronto bat, but I'll go a little off the board and say Votto. Under 4K to get two hits, give me Brantley. And a stack to score six or more runs. I mean, I just rank my stacks. Um, I mean, I think the Braves the Braves definitely get to St. Louis here. Um, I, I really like the, the prices on some of these guys as well. So give me Atlanta. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. We'll be back Friday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you then.